Hello and welcome to Parenting with Play. This week I'm really excited to have Jenna Bajorowski to talk all things babies, how to help your baby sleep better, how to respond to babies when they cry, and really talking about the aware parenting approach and how beneficial she has found it. So Jenna, welcome. I'm so pleased to have you here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here also. And uh, my daughter is Hallie and she's now two years and three months and I have a little boy Carter who is now six months old so when I had Hallie you know everything was beautiful and blissful and we had our little baby girl and the first six weeks was a dream and everybody warned us about the first six weeks is going to be the hardest anyway it was exactly what I had envisaged in my head so that was you know it was just how it was and then she started to get older and uh, I guess I didn't particularly notice I guess some of the cues between her breastfeeding and some of her tired signs which probably led to some of the issues that I had with her so fast track a you know a few months down the line and she is not sleeping I couldn't get her to sleep for longer than 45 minutes at a time sometimes it was even less than that uh, she got to a point where uh, I was breastfeeding her so much because that's what I thought she was actually showing me and indicating, but she would just hop on and off the breast over and over and over again. So she was going as that was her comfort, but she didn't actually need a feed at all. So that developed a little bit of a cycle where she had significant wind problems and then that made her sleeping at night time even worse. So I just got into this massive vicious cycle, which was just, you know, some days I'd just get, I'd get to four o'clock in the morning and I'd just be in tears and have to call my husband and be like, you, you need to take her please. You know, and it was just, it was terrible. I, I felt like it was absolute torture. So it's exhausting yeah. I mean, to hear that. And it's so understandable because you want to give your baby what you think that they're needing, mm -hmm. which often, you know, with those of us who breastfeed, we think, well, we'll just bung them on the boo because yep, that keeps absolutely. them quiet and yep. they must be hungry. That's why they're crying. Yep. And that's exactly what I kept thinking, you know, oh, she must be hungry. Oh, she only fed this long ago. Oh, maybe she didn't get enough or, you know, and all those sorts of things started getting into the back of my head. So long story short come to about four and a half months old and I went to Tresillion with her so you know the sleep training school type of thing anyway the one benefit that I did get out of it was that they basically pointed out that I was feeding her way too frequently so that was causing a big problem with the wind but while I was there their process of you know getting her to go to sleep I just it didn't sit right with me and it was, it was really emotionally stressful actually being there and, and doing what they were teaching you. And yes, it does work, but it just, it wasn't right for me. And I said even to my husband, you know, a couple of days in, I'm like, it just doesn't feel right. And I just, I don't feel right doing this. And, and that's that just because sat they're, with me. they're expecting you to leave your baby on their own for increasing amounts of time until they fall asleep do you want to just talk very briefly yeah about yeah that? so so they call it responsive settling I still to me it still felt like letting them cry it out that's yeah. that's how I perceived it you know you're putting them in the bed you tuck them in you leave them 
until they cry and then you try to, you know, pat or shush or do whatever until they're really arcing up and then, okay, fine, then you'll bring them in, give them a cuddle, settle them down and then repeat that process essentially over and over and over. And to me that was just, that was like, oh, here, have some love and then, no, that's it enough's enough time's up go back to sleep and it just it wasn't it wasn't the right method for myself or my husband or my daughter so then uh, after we come home I guess the feeding part was a lot better so she did sleep for longer blocks at night but then I still couldn't get her to sleep for very long during the day and I could see she was tired and I'd spent endless amount of time rocking and patting and shushing my back was just absolutely killing me by the time I'd get to the end of the night and I was like I don't know how I'm going to keep doing this throughout the night you know but that was all I'd ever known because that's what my parents had talked about doing when we were all little babies and that's just what I thought you did. You just know. what you do with your babies and yeah that's the thing I mean I was left down the end of the garden with a cat note over the uh, the pram because that's what you did in England you shove your baby at, not during the night to be fair yeah but nap yeah. time you were just put outside so there's those two different schools isn't there the the rocking and the shushing which mm-hmm. is what you were doing yeah and then the well in the old days <laughs> the old days god I'm only 40s um <laughs> you know leaving babies ba- essentially to cry on their own until they just yeah eventually learn to go to sleep which I know Tresillian is sort of moving a bit away from that but it's still essentially leaving them to to figure it out independently yeah it is and that's that's the part that I didn't like most about it and so anyway I sort of I kept researching and and you know looking for information trying to find something that would sit better with me and that's when I came across your free webinar that I by potluck stumbled across on Facebook and that was it for me. That was, that just completely has changed mine and my husband's whole parenting journey for the better and we just feel so comfortable with this approach. So I remember in the half an hour webinar that you said it was like, you know, you you chatted about crying in arms and I was like, I was intrigued and I was like, oh, okay, all right, well, you know, but still a little bit like, oh, I don't know if that's, you know, for me or whatnot. So I thought, okay, well, let's give it a shot. I'll, I'll give it a go. Anyway, so I did and Hallie cried so intensely in my arms for a bit over half an hour and there was a few times even during that period that I was like, oh, no, this, you know, she, she's got to be hungry or or there's something. And I thought, no, just, just persevere. just I had to keep keep myself calm, probably more so than anything. It was about me controlling myself and just mm. allowing her the space to do what she needed to do. And so in the end, I did. And, you know, she she completely let rip. She and then she she dozed off in my arms, you know, like looking directly at me in the eyes, which is another thing that, you know, so many parents give you that advice, you know, put them in, don't you dare look at your yeah. kids' eyes before they go to sleep because that's going to wake them back up. So I really loved that concept too, that, you know, I could gaze into her eyes after she just let out all of these negative emotions and all this tension that was in her body and she could just see that I was still there and, you know, and then she just drifted off and give it about, say, 10, 10 minutes or so. Um, and then I'd pop her into her bassinet and she slept for an over an hour and a half. 
and like I couldn't believe that at the time because she'd only ever slept 40 minutes and it had to be a constant you know resettling process and she woke up and she was happy and she was refreshed and I could just see she'd had this amazing sleep and I was like that's it I need to know more yeah (laughs) so so you know I sort of I had a little bit of a look about the philosophy and and crying in arms and and I thought well no I in in your webinar you talked about the aware parenting babies course and I spoke to my husband as soon as he got home that afternoon. I was like, I need to do this course. And so pretty much that night I logged in and I signed up. Yeah. And, and it was, it was from then, from then on that, you know, we applied the principles that you had taught and discussed in, in the course. And, and it was just, it was amazing to see the transformation of our daughter. And even like my husband said, you know, often at night time I would still feed her to sleep. And so sometimes I'd be up in the room for, you know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes because she was still suckling. So, you know, rather than pull her off and possibly wake her up again, I just would leave her until she fell asleep. Yeah. And, you know, then we started doing the, the crying in arms and I found with Hallie that during the day she would have, she would really erupt and have her big naps during the day. Oh, sorry, big, big, cries. big cries during the day and then she would have the naps to correspond. But then her final cry of the night or the evening when she would have her nighttime sleep was a lot less. So it was, whereas I find with my son, it's a little bit the opposite. So he tends to, you know, not cry as much during the day, but just, just tonight before putting him down to sleep, he's just cried for 45 minutes straight. So you know and and then he's nice and settled and you can just see you can see the relaxation in their body and their face and everything and it's so amazing so yeah i guess just just on that yeah because talking about crying in arms we can because you know to begin with you weren't comfortable with leaving Mm. hallie to cry on her own and likewise with me with mine so then it's really easy to think okay all crying is bad yes all crying is stressful so can you just talk a bit about with the crying in arms and then how you noticed and what you did and, and how it was for you and then how you saw it for Hallie? Because you started to talk about how relaxed, mm-hmm. you know, both Hallie and, and Carter are at the end of it. But just talk a bit more about the crying in arms. It's very yes. important to make that distinction for anybody who's listening, who's thinking we're leaving, talking about crying it out. It's very, yeah. very different. Yeah, just- yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess like... The, the philosophy and the parts behind the crying in arms that really connected with me was number one, I wasn't leaving my baby, you know, and number two was the closeness. You know, I was right there. My, my babies can touch me. They can feel me. They can smell me, you know, like they know I'm right there. I'm looking at them. I'm, you know, I'm completely connected and engaged with them and, and letting them, you know, let out what they need to. So I guess the other side of the coin too was actually being comfortable with that myself because as you just said, you know, everyone perceives crying as as being bad. You know, you, you're taught, okay, if they're crying, you know, 
change their bum, you know, make sure they've got a clean nappy, make sure they're fed, make sure, you know, all of those physiological needs are met, which is totally a part of all the principles of crying in arms as well. So, you know, we need to make sure that all of those factors are seen and adhered to so that then you know, okay, well, if they're grizzly and it's coming close to their sleep and you can you can see that they're, they're bothered and they're, they're starting to get real edgy, that it's like, okay, they need to, they need to let, let all these emotions out. And even I use that term with Hallie now, like, um, and she's just over two, uh, if she's really needing to, to let go and she'll have a, a big tantrum or an emotional outburst or she'll have a massive cry because she still sometimes does that too with us. And then I'll say, all right, you've got all your emotions out and sometimes she says no and then you know <laughs> we'll we'll lose it even more and then other times she'll be like yes yes I'm done and you know even a couple of times when my husband's done it with her she's walked out of her room and she'll go I feel better now I feel better now you know and it's like and it's just amazing so coming back to that yeah the, the crying in arms concept I think I really connected with that because it wasn't leaving my baby and it wasn't like what Tresillian had shown us in terms of you know again it's that disconnect I think the fact was that the connection is there the whole time you are completely involved in what your baby's doing and what they need to do and I love the fact that that's sort of setting up the foundations for along the future when you know they start getting older that they know they can always come back to mum and dad. They can always come back and let and just spill any of that negative energy and emotions and tension and anything that's really upsetting them. They can. They know that they've got that that zone and that safe space to just get it all out, and yes. it's not a problem. Like I, I think that's why I loved that foundational side too, because being a high school teacher, I see kids who are you know 13 to 18 who are not really connected with their parents and don't go home and they don't feel like they can talk about their problems and their issues and there's obviously so many things that can come up with that and so you know coming back to that flip side I want my kids to be able to come home and be like oh this is what happened today and and you know in that more obviously adult level but that's how I felt like we were setting up those foundations with crying in arms for that to progress throughout their, their growing and their development up to their future. So, yes, because often we feel we have to sort of say, tell um, you know, kids, teens, adult men, even it's okay to cry. Mm. And like our children are growing up knowing it's okay to cry. It's like we don't have to say it's okay to laugh. We don't have to say it's okay to be upset it's just is yeah like my son too doesn't do it now so much because he's nearly six but he you know he was younger he's going I haven't finished crying yet so so there's still more to come out very comfortable to let emotions out because they know that we are there and we're listening when whenever we can yeah yeah and it's more than just a sleep technique as well that's what I often say this is not just a sleep technique this is a way of being and better sleep is a byproduct of it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, I think that's the thing when, and especially when like my husband started doing it as well, because obviously I brought, I, I saw what was happening. I watched your, you know, I, I partake, partook in your course, I should say. 
And then I just watched all of that unfold. And then via osmosis, he just sort of picked up all these things and even he could watch and see. And, and you know, when, when you could see, it's so hard to describe to somebody who hasn't, I guess, experienced it. Mm-hmm. But when you see how tense your child is and then you watch them and you hold them close and you, you just be with them, and you just be comfortable with being with them as they need to be. And then you watch, it just completely dissipates out of their body. I don't know how to really articulate it properly, but you just watch them from being, you know, irritable and and grabby and snatchy or, you know, just frustrated with little things that in general they wouldn't actually get frustrated with and you could just watch it and see it and then you just let that let that be and just connect with them and get so nice and close and let them we just call it a release that's how we sort of describe it you know she needs a release or he needs a release and when you just let them release and you just watch how calm and relaxed and and you just it's amazing to to see and that's where i guess yeah that it just there was no other solution for me you know it wasn't just about obviously as you just mentioned the sleep side which was just a bonus byproduct but it's actually yeah getting them to almost it's a self-regulation process it's um it's that connection process with their parents it's uh, it's just so much more than yeah i then what it just sort of seems oh yeah crying in arms okay you know you let your child be you know you don't have your phone near you you don't you don't get distracted by other things you are completely engrossed in them and what they need to do and then that connection the the emotional release everything just all comes into one and then you get this bonus byproduct package of hey, we've got an awesome block of sleep that we've got coming up now because, you know, they're, they're relaxed. And when, you know, as anybody is relaxed, then you're going to obviously sleep better. And even some of the people who I've talked to myself, because I'm quite an advocate of it when I chat to other parents and things like that. So if I ever hear, oh, you know, this is what's going on with my child and Oh, sleep regression, this and da 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 that, and I'm like, oh, what you need know. to do is <laughs> I don't know about that sleep regression stuff, but I've got this thing. If you yeah. want to try it, you know, like, and and to be honest, it's it's probably hard sometimes for people, and people are a little bit skeptical from what I've said. You know, like some people, oh, whenever I pick up my child, that's when they stop crying, or mm. you know, and I'm like, well you know, and I sort of explain, well, it's got to be a connection process. It's not just, you know, picking up your child to to calm them because they're in their cot and they're not happy about it. It's about actually, you know, encouraging that to continue and to to develop more so that they can release those those emotions and that sort of thing. But someone once described it to me when I explained it to them, well, well, I feel really good sometimes after I have have a really big cry like if I've had a really crappy week or a crappy month or you know something and then I've got someone who I can cry to and 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 get it off my chest well that actually completely makes sense to me so you know like when you when you compare it to that then people often connect with it so but it can be hard to relate that to a little 
beautiful, cute yeah. little baby. Yeah. To yeah. sort of think that 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 can be helpful for them because we are so conditioned to either ignoring the crying, less mm-hmm. so now, but certainly in the older days, or just constantly thinking, I need to stop the crying. I need yeah. to do, and yeah. because we think we're doing something wrong or there's something there's something wrong. Yeah, well, I think crying. I think even social like societal pressures. You know, like you go to the shops or something and you see a a child tantruming. Like you never you never see a parent or very rarely, I should say, you very rarely see a parent get down to that child's level and, and just let them be. And, and even if it is going to scream down the shops because everybody else is looking at you, you know, mm. like, and I guess one of the things, you know, for me, like I'll breastfeed anywhere in public. It doesn't faze me whatsoever. To be honest, people would probably find more offensive things that will come out of my mouth than seeing my boob <laughs> in my child's mouth. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, like I'm, I'm, I feel really comfortable doing some of those sorts of things. And, but it is, it's just, as you say, like historically and societally, we've, we've sort of been like, oh, that whole kids need to be seen and not heard concept still has an undertone in our society today and so if kids are mucking up like that you know people are like i wouldn't be having my child do that or you know you know that sort of thing Mm. like whereas if when you understand that that psychological aspect of it and you're like no my child just really needs to you know this is just a build-up of you know couple of days or hours depending on obviously how old they are this is just a build-up of all those stresses that they've got in their little lives that they need to let out and let go you know and when you understand it from that perspective I think you there's a lot more empathy for you know how kids are I think even even before we had children my husband and I were like oh there's nothing wrong with a smack here and there, you know, if they really need it. And we've completely changed our tune on that. Like, it's like, no, that's, no, it's not. Like, that's not their, they're not here to be like smacked into conditioning. They're only being who they are. They're just doing what's normal. The problem is, is that the issue is with us, not them. You know, they're doing what they need to do. We need to be the ones who actually learn and control our own emotions and our own selves and our own previous experiences from us growing up and probably from how we were parented and then just to allow them to be. And I think from all like doing a lot of research post the stuff that with the crying in arms, I really love the psychologist um, from Canada, Vanessa Lapointe. Uh, child psychologist and her stuff really strongly correlates with like crying in arms and and all the stuff with parenting with play and all those aspects and and she's like no hold your babies you know be with them while they're crying don't leave them let them you know get it out but be with them you know hold Mm -hmm. them close and and like so we've sort of come across you know parenting experts and psychologists and things like that that have all really interlinked with the stuff that I started out learning in the Aware Parenting Babies course. And so, you know, I just, I love that aspect. and I love that I found it when we did because I've been able to implement it at six months with my daughter and then from birth with my son. So, 
you know, and it just, it makes me feel good to know that, as I mentioned before, we're setting up those foundations for our kids to feel comfortable to spill out all of the that garbage that they've got, you know, trapped yeah. inside their bodies and, and to get it out. And, and it, that's a really, like, I think that's probably one of the best parenting skills that I've been able to learn and adapt and put into, you know, what we're, we're trying to do as parents. Wow. And particularly, I think, cause you see you're in amongst teenagers, which yeah, yeah. I'm not in amongst teenagers. I've got a tween, you know? Yeah, so yeah. many of us are removed from that teenage scene mm-hmm. when our babies are little. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't really have that sense of traje- trajectory of, you know, where it's going to, where they're going to end up. We just yeah. deal with the here and now, whereas you can interweave that and, and have that sense about, well, this is r- what I really want for them when they are a teenager. And it starts now. It starts when they're a baby. We don't wait until they suddenly it. become a tantruming toddler or, mm-hmm. a, you know, a turbulent tween or whatever it yeah, is. We yeah, can start absolutely. when they're babies. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing that I think I really connected with as well. A lot of the, even the principles in the you know aware parenting babies course and then um the thriving toddlers course still completely applies no matter what age group it is you know and Mm. that's why you know i think i I chatted to in one of our you know calls or the facebook group chats that we had during that course and and i think i remember saying that that you know I relate to this on so many levels, not just as a parent now, but even in the teaching perspective, you know, and and yeah. connect and connecting with students on a teacher student level as well. And so just seeing, yeah, just it has affected my life in so many different aspects. So and it's and I love the ba- the fact that it comes all the way back to connection, you know, yes. and that's that's the the sole source of of the whole lot and when you look at that connection is the key you know you can transform you can get through anything in life when you feel connected to it yeah to someone and you can help your child with anything if you can offer that sense of connection you can get through horrible really hard times if you know that somebody's there wanting to connect with you and love you throughout it and that's what we can offer our children you know, which we all want to offer, all parents Absolutely. want to offer that to their children. And this is a really powerful way of doing that. Yeah, so. yeah, that's it. And that's what I love about it. It's just, it's laying those foundations to to build and just to continue to connect with your kids. And from that teaching perspective, coming back again, so many parents that I've chatted to in, you know, my year advisory roles and stuff like that, that I've done, where they're like, you know, they just don't talk to me anymore. Or, you know, they don't want to talk to me. They don't let me know that these things are going on. And, you know, I'll, like sometimes you sort of wish you could almost go back in time and be like, here, have have this course, you know, like it's going to benefit you throughout all of the years for your children, not just their baby years. So that's, mm. that's what I, I truly love most and I think that's why I continue to want to learn more and 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 join up and sign up to more things because it's just so applicable on so many levels yes and I, for those listening you can start to implement this at whatever age your child is I know mm. people who've started you know when their eldest was like 10 or early tw- early teens so 
when you have that premise of connection, it's just if you have a baby or you have a really young child, you can start then. You don't yeah. have to wait. You can don't have to do one thing when they're a baby, like patting and rocking and shushing, mm-hmm. and then start listening when they become a toddler. You can yeah. do it from baby. It's no. just such a powerful. And it's easier. I often say to parents, you will, when your child gets older, you will wish that they would just cry a lot easier. Like my 11 year old doesn't cry that much Mm. anymore. But when you've got them as a baby, you go, my goodness, more crying. But now I'm like, please cry more. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing, like, I guess, so with Hallie, I sort of feel like, well, we had six months where, where we didn't listen to her feelings and we didn't listen to her crying. But with Carter, we basically started it from about two weeks old, you know, mm. and we, we just let him go and let him rip. And now he's just, he's super used to it. And, and he's such a calm and chilled out baby. And, and that's what so many people comment on with, with my, my two children, you know, where we're running our own business as well while, you know, I'm on maternity leave from teaching because obviously having the little one, but you know, we own a, a glass business and, often the kids come up with me and I do, you know, we potter around and do little bits and pieces and customers come in and, and customers have often said like, Oh geez, you know, I've got a six year, six month old granddaughter and she wouldn't sit there like that. You know, when I've got Carter in my arms and he's just happy to play and smile and, you know, do his thing and look around. But I just, I really contribute that to the crying in arms and that I know that, you know, they're regularly, getting all of those tense feelings and negative emotions and everything off their chest. And they're, they're super calm and happy. And yeah. like precisely because they've had that time to yeah. let rip with you, yeah. they do, they're not carrying it anymore. So they yeah. can play independently. They can be calm when your attention is elsewhere, like in your, in your business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, like, and it's, 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 it's just amazing to watch. So, you know, and, and to see and to know that we're able to do that for them and, and allow them to, to just be more relaxed individuals. And, you know, as I mentioned before, when I watch Hallie is a lot easier to, to see because she's now, you know, two and a bit. So you can see she starts, you know, she gets a little bit angry and she'll chuck something across the floor or, you know, she'll, she'll go oh you know and you you know she's starting to get frustrated and worked up and you're like oh okay it's building like she's she's needing to let it go and then she just does and it she just goes back to her super calm happy self and so gentle and you know just wants to give you kisses and cuddles and you know touch your face and you know like I just super calm very relaxed kids and you know I just I remember thinking back when I was younger, it was definitely not that sort of parenting style that, you know, we grew up with. It was not that it was, you know, wrong or anything like that. That's just how it was. Um, But we definitely had the padding and the shushing, but I sucked my thumb until I was 12. And I know you, you mentioned a few things with thumb sucking and how it's, it's a, like an emotional hiding mechanism type of thing. And, and I actually, I sort of have thought back to my childhood and been like, oh, well, wow, like, you know, to think of that, you know, that I had feelings that I needed to get out, but that didn't happen. But yeah, so 
Amazing. Yeah, it's very interesting. And it's so fantastic that you've just so fully dived in with both your children and that you can really see the benefits and that you do it so beautifully, clearly Mm. with your children. It's so wonderful. I think it just, just because it all clicks, you know, Mm. and just all the aspects, all the, the psychological aspects and everything, just everything all just made perfect sense for me. So it was like there, it would be wrong for me in my, you know, for my personal, you know, preference of parenting, I guess, to not do that for them. So that's yes. why. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No, and, thank you and for sharing. letting me talk. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you articulate it so clearly. So I'm so grateful because, you know, people can start to intellectually get the understanding about listening to tantrums, but listening to babies is a very different thing. So mm. thank you so much for being really clear in how you've, you've done that with both of your beautiful babies so yeah, no, and the benefits you. that you've seen. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. So if you would like some help with your baby, particularly around sleep and maybe some of the techniques that Jenna was talking about today, come on over to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash baby and there you will see the packages that I have available that really will help your baby and provide that solid foundation for them as they do get older. So that's parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash baby. So have a great week and I'll chat to you next time.